right, everybody, Thursday Live. Hope you're ready for this. I'm going to hop right to it. You know what we're going to be talking about today. As always, we're going to be talking about the body of Christ. And of course, what we have to address right now is the ongoing situation in our country with this uh, coronavirus situation that, uh, you know, obviously there's uh, varying opinions on it, but what we want to do is go with facts and data, and let's do that today. Let's hop right to this. First thing I want to um, address is an article that I saw a Facebook friend of mine actually uh, put out right before this that I want to read to you, and I just, I'm, I'm reaching out to the Facebook people, and I'm asking you to please not ban this video, but in any way, shape, or form, and, I, and on that, let me just say this, Make sure that you like and share this as much as you can. Get this, get the word out. This, what we're going to do today is two things, facts and Bible. Facts and Bible. That's what we're going to do. Christians, you shouldn't be doing anything but facts and Bible. Not facts, Bible, feelings, past experiences, and what other, what other Christians are telling you, or whatever hype you might be reading, or anything else. Facts and Bible. Not facts, Bible, feelings, and past experiences. Not your beliefs. Facts and Bible. That's it. But Facebook, I, this article came out right before um, I came on here, so I'm just reading it verbatim. It says, Facebook, this is from NBC News, so this is not a... Uh, conservative outlet right here but it's face uh, it says came out today facebook will begin to alert users after they've been exposed to misinformation about the coronavirus the company announced thursday the latest in a series of actions meant to curtail the spread of wrong or misleading claims related to related to the pandemic users who have, who have liked, commented, or reacted to coronavirus misinformation. Who's going to deem what, what, what is and is not misinformation? Luckily, Facebook will do it. But you don't have to worry. They don't lean, they don't lean liberal or anything. That has been flagged as harmful by Facebook and removed will now be directed to a website debunking coronavirus myths from who? The World Health Organization. So basically, what, it, what Facebook is doing is defaulting all coronavirus knowledge to the World Health Organization. What did the World Health Organization do? Well, basically, they teamed up with China to deceive everybody about the virus. They said it, the World Health Organization said it couldn't be spread from, by human contact. So the World Health Organization has been wrong in every way, shape, or form, was basically just defunded by President Donald Trump, and yet now Facebook is going to default to the wisdom of the World Health Organization about what is and is not misinformation about the coronavirus. Think about that. So I really need everybody to like and share this as much as you possibly can because it's going to be deemed as misinformation. Although all I'm going to be doing, just so everybody knows, all I'm going to be doing is reading from the CDC website. What happens is this. I want everybody to understand this. When you go to the CDC website and you want to get statistical data data about states there's actually a map on the cdc website a map of the united states you just take your cursor and put it over any state that you want and it'll give you all it defaults right to their uh, health department of that state and then you pull the stats right off of the state's health department 
It's simple as that. That's where I'm getting all of this. So, you know, so all those people out there, there's people that made death threats to my family, people that made death threats to people here at the church, threatening people's jobs, all these different things. Why don't you choose to be informed instead of hyperbolic? Why don't you actually choose to be informed instead of being a drama king or a drama queen? Actually go out and inform yourself. Go, listen, I'm just telling you, don't believe me. Fine, click off of this right now. Go to the CDC website and you're wondering about anything that I tell you today. It's very simple. The CDC website will give you all the national statistics on coronavirus. And then you simply go down to this big map right there. And all you do is take the cursor. You want to know about Florida, you click on Florida. And if it goes um, right to the Florida, uh, to the FDH, Florida Department of Health website. And I'll tell you all the Florida, anywhere you want to go, California. That is where I'm getting all, let me reiterate that, all this information from. Simple as that. That's all that you need to do. So if you want to question me or you're worried about it, just please get, go to the facts. These are, these are not my opinions. These are facts. So let's get right into it today. Let's not hop, skip, and jump around this anymore. Let's go right to California, shall we? We're going we're gonna to span the globe of the United States today, or the, the portion of the globe that is the United States. We're going to span that, and we're going to actually look at facts and data. Let's look first at California. Uh, I went over some of this last week, but there was some new information that came out, so I want to go over it again. Los Angeles uh, Mayor Eric Garcetti from the lovely state of California, Governor Gavin Newsom, another beauty, encouraged citizens to tattle on neighbors they believe are violating the city's stay-at-home order. Garcetti boasted that snitches would get rewards if they reported businesses or people acting in a manner that government deemed non-essential. See the American flag behind me? That the government deemed non-essential. The mayor's office has sent the Los Angeles Police Department to 144 of more than 500 non-essential businesses that have failed to follow the stay-at-home order. At least four businesses have already been referred to the, city's, uh, the city attorney's office for misdemeanor filings. Isn't that awesome? Listen to this. On April 3rd, Google announced that it would offer user location data to federal government officials tracking the coronavirus. Google would provide the government with data about locations, movements, and the places people have visited. The new technology will have Big Brother to pry into every it will have will have Big Brother prying into every move you make. And then the article continues. This is frightening. And people are right to be concerned about it. April 4th, this is from uh, April 4th. Home state of Ohio. Listen to this. A local prosecutor gave the approval for police to arrest Ohioans for violating the state, the state's stay-at-home order and indicated that he would charge them with a felony. A felony offense in the state of Ohio for violating the state's stay-at-home order. Well, you know what? In order for that, oh, here's another part. The, the prosecutor went so far as to say that if he were governor, he would send the National Guard to keep people from exercising their First Amendment rights to worship in church. This is all in the media. If you want to challenge me, challenge me with facts and data. So in order to charge Ohioans, think about it, with a felony, there must be just an absolute apocalyptic pandemic 
of coronavirus deaths going on in the state of Ohio, right? In order to garner this sort of attention, there really has to, there has to be so many people dying of the coronavirus in Ohio. So, I, you know, of course, I did what I always do. I ran the stats. So if we're going to be charging people with felonies for violating the Ohio State stay-at-home order, there has to be an exponential amount of people dying or an exponential amount of cases of coronavirus in the state of Ohio, right? So let's look. Here we go. Cases in the state of Ohio, 7,153. Number of deaths, 309. So here's the calculus. You have a 0.05% of chance of ever, of ever contracting the coronavirus in the state of Ohio. Again, CDC numbers. Please go verify it. For all the people that have locked themselves in their homes and are scared to death, whether it's in Ohio or right here in Inglewood, Florida, where I'm doing this podcast, why don't you run the numbers instead of, instead of being hysterical? Why don't you run the numbers instead of following your feelings? Think about that. In the state of Ohio, point zero, you have a 0.002% chance of dying, and they're charging people with felonies for violating their stay-at-home order. Think about the draconian measures that I just said about the state of California. What are their statistics? State of California, they have 39 million people, actually close to, it's 39,914,000. So they have 40, 40 million, largest state in the union, 40 million people live in the state of California. So you think with their draconian measures that there would have to be just, a, I mean, hundreds of thousands of people dying. That's how most people think, by the way. They honestly think that in each state, there's hundreds of thousands of people that have contracted the coronavirus. That's what people are right now listening to me that uh, you, probably, you probably used to attend my church and now have left. You think, or that you know, are staying away from their churches, you think that there's hundreds of thousands of people that have contracted the, the coronavirus in the state of Florida. Well, let's look at California, which is, a, which is almost twice the size. We have 22 million here in the state of Florida. California has 40 million. So let's look at what their actual caseload is. Uh, cases in California. A state of 40 million, 23,000 cases. How many people have died? Thousands, right? Thousands? That's what you think. You wouldn't be hiding in your home and social distancing unless you thought, unless you thought there was thousands of people died in California, right? They had 758 deaths. So your chances of contracting the, control, the coronavirus in the state of California are 0.05% of dying 0.001%. How many people are in the hospital in the state of California out of 40 million? 5,000 as of three days ago. Is anybody doing any thinking out there? I just wonder. This is from an article from the Gateway Pundit about California. This was written yesterday. Medicino County in California is being criticized for banning singing while, while churches are recording their online services. See, Christians? And you're like, Tom, why are you always coming after Christian be, Christians? Because judgment starts with us. You should know better. All you quarantine people, you should know better. Quarantine day 18, quarantine day 19, quarantine, quarantine day 60, you know, s'mores day, snapping pictures of yourself, stay, snapping pictures of your food. You know, I'm the best quarantine mom. No, you're the best quarantine mom. 
You never thought this would come for you. And he, here, these are churches that are actually complying. This, this isn't like me now, the, the absolute fringe radical that I am, that have kept my, kept my church open the entire time and will not close it. This is for people that were complying with California stay-at-home laws. Ready? Here you go. Mendocino County in California is being criticized for banning singing while churches are recording their online services unless the people are singing from home. The county issued the order on Good Friday, last Friday, and it extends through May 10th. Per the order, there can only be four people recording from one place and no singing or use of wind instruments. Christians, this is what you want. Conservatives, this is what you want. The ones who rejoiced at the arrest of Rodney Howard Brown. I hope you're hearing this. That one Largo pastor that I talk about all the time. Man, I hope you hear this. Because you're one of the yay who's doing the online service services all the time, just like all the other churches. You didn't think they'd come for you, did you? You're like, I'm, I'm complying. You know, I'm being a good citizen. I'm partnering with the government. I'm partnering with the community. Well, here's here they go. Listen, you give an inch they're going to take a mile. And they're not going to take a mile. They're going to take 100 miles. They're going to take it, take it all over. It shows right here. Of course, how, can you, how could you not have seen this? That's what's truly amazing to me. All of the pastors, all of the Christians, with your online services, and you had fringe, same pastor in Lago. I don't want to be a fringe Christian. I do. I do. Not for the purpose of being fringe, but if you follow the Word of God, it's fringe. You never thought they'd come for you, did you? Per the order, there can only be four people recording from one place and no singing or use of wind instruments. You want the government telling you, okay, we deem that wind instrument good. We deem that guitar good, but not that wind instrument, whatever that is. No harmonicas or other instruments that could spread COVID-19 through projected droplets. See, here we go. Dr. Albert Muller, a theologian and ordained minister and serves as the president of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. See, he originally, he put, I'll just paraphrase to get through this quickly. He supported all of the online services. Until now, he says, however, he asserted that when policies target or single out churches and religious groups, this becomes entirely different. No kidding, pastor. That's what, I, that's what we've been saying. Those of us on the outposts, the outposts of freedom, those of us who have actually stood up to the government, those of us who have refused to close our doors, this is what we've been telling you. This is what we've been telling you the whole time. And you sit there and you close your churches anyway. I'll continue to read. He asserted that when policies target or single out churches or religious groups, this becomes entirely different. Uh, it becomes an entirely different issue. It is an issue of unconstitutional violation of religious liberty. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the party, pastor. They're never going to stop. All you Christians, all you've done is open the door and show them the way. You're the lamp unto their feet. You've greased the skids. And now it surprises you that they come in and they deemed your wind instruments non-essential? You give them an inch, they'll take a mile. It's as simple as that. All right, onward. On to the beautiful state of Michigan. One of the most draconian, 
whack job Gretchen Whitner is her name governors in the state in the in the in the whole union let's talk about Michigan shall we over the last week these are these are all articles I pulled offline Michigan Democratic governor Gretchen Whitmer has decided seemingly by fiat to extend her stay-at-home order what a surprise what a surprise that a liberal socialist governor would decide to extend her power. What a shock. Don't worry, stay-at-home mom. Don't worry, stay-at-home quarantine Christians. Don't worry about it. This will never come for you. Don't worry. Seemingly by fiat to extend her stay-at-home order. So now buying anything she considers not essential. Don't worry, quarantine mom of the year. Don't worry, quarantine dad of the year. Staying at home, quarantine day 17. Don't worry, this will never come for you. They already banned your online music services. So now buying anything she considers not essential, such as, here we go, children's car seats, seeds to grow food. Oh, there couldn't be anything insidious. There, there, There couldn't be anything insidious about that, Tom. You know, of course, if you're a real Christian, you talk in monotone, uh, non-insulting tones at all time, never inflecting your voice whatsoever, even though the Bible says with many, many times that Jesus used exclamation marks. That's not my systems of belief. Therefore, I should just say out loud, I don't believe the Bible. Don't worry, Christians. Don't worry, conservatives that have bought into this entire hoax. Again, let me just tell you, of course the coronavirus is not a hoax. I know that it's real. I know that it's real. Just keep this in mind, though. I'll go over the stats later. It hasn't matched the worst flu season yet from just two years ago. 80,000 people in America died of the flu in 2017. Tom, that's, you know, those are different numbers, and there's a higher death rate. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'll show you the numbers in a minute. So here's the banned items that she considers non-essential that she has now banned you from buying. How do you like that? Such as children's car seats and seeds to grow food or motorboating and entering any resident that one doesn't own is banned. You're not allowed to enter your own kid's residence. If you have an adult child who lives down the road from you, it's now illegal for you to cross the street in the state of Michigan and walk into your own child's home. Illegal. Illegal. You might want to start waking up. Listen, the curve has already flattened and some of you are still sitting at home. You know what you're like? Christians and then conservatives and then everybody else. You know what you're like? You're like those... Japanese soldiers that they found on those islands, you know, after the war was over, that still thought the war was on, and they found those guys, and they still were fighting Americans because they thought the war was on, even though the emperor of Japan had already surrendered. That, that's you. Oh, Tom, you're so insulting. No, I'm just trying to wake you up. Listen, the truth will set you free if you know it. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, John eight thirty two. She also imposed a $1,000 fine on anyone not standing at least six feet apart. That's not draconian at all. That doesn't worry you at all, right? 
It's clearly obvious that she, along with other power-hungry, just reading the article, Democratic politicians have, this is from townhall.com, have only one goal, amassing more power. Shocking. That's what those of us on the fringe who kept our churches open, that's what we've been telling you the entire time. And it's going that way. It's still going that way. So, you know, again, you'd have to think that in order for a governor to ban the sale of car seats, that you'd have to have hundreds of thousands of deaths in the state of Michigan, right? Michigan has a state population of 10,045,000. Very simplistic calculus that I'll go over with you later, but as simple as this. You, it's it's just a simple formula on figuring out percentage is percentage chance of, of catching it and percentage chance of dying from it. But I want to go over that later. So here we go. So Michigan, in order for this to happen, and remember what we have. What I got this from Bongino.com from uh, the thirteenth, banned from the banned for sale in the state of Michigan fruit and vegetable plants, seeds and paint. They banned it. Also banned travel between two residences, so you can't cross the street, like I said earlier. So in order for those for that level of draconian measures to actually be implemented, and you're actually walking up to citizens and giving them a $1,000 fine because they might be 5.5 feet away from somebody instead of 6 feet away from somebody. And by the way, how on earth would any cop ever measure that? I was a cop for 25 years. I know those things. How would anybody ever measure that? So there must be a, just a, a absolute, absolute apocalyptic Armageddon pandemic going on in Michigan, right? In order for these draconian, tyrannical measures to be implemented. So let's look. 10,045,000 live in the state of Michigan. How many deaths? How many cases first? 27,000. How many deaths? 1,700. So here's your chances, your chance of ever contracting the coronavirus in the state of Michigan is 0.2%. Your chance of dying is 0.01%. Let's go over these numbers are interesting. So you start off with a population of 10,045,029. And the people that have never have it, never had it, and don't have it, this is the number you have left, 10,018,028. And that level of governance is needed? Yavo, ya commandant. Christians, you might want to start thinking about it. You really, really might. Well, Michigan erupted yesterday. You know, the, the liberal media will tell you hundreds. Many other sources are saying thousands, tens of thousands of people. I don't know which are right. It's, I wasn't there, so I don't know. But they did effectively block Lansing, Michigan, with, with cars yesterday. I'll read the article to you. Hundreds of cars, trucks, and SUVs descended, it's from Fox News, on Michigan's state capitol Wednesday afternoon as part of a noisy protest against Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer's social distancing restrictions that critics say have gone too far. Dubbed Operation Gridlock and organized by Michigan Conservative Coalition, the, pro the protest did just that, creating bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic throughout downtown Lansing. This is what the protesters said. Let's start with the fact that some counties have 
No or very few COVID cases yet are totally shut down. Roseanne Ponkowski, president of the Michigan Conservative Coalition, uh, said in a statement, when did a one-size solution solve everyone's local issues? Governor Whitmer, Whitmer will put you out of business before allowing mere, mere citizens to be responsible for their own behavior. That is madness. Whitmer, Whitmer announced over the weekend an expansion to her state stay-at-home orders, which among other things prohibits residents from visiting family or friends with exception for providing care, bans public or private gatherings regardless of size or family ties and places restrictions on what types of businesses may operate in what capacity. I just don't see how how people are still staying in their homes. I really don't see it. I really don't see how anybody cannot see these things. I honestly can't. I honestly don't see it. It's, it's absolutely mind-boggling to me that you will not simply open up, well, it's, it's all computerized now, open up your iPad and look at facts. Look at facts. Onward, North Carolina. This is from 414. This just what two days ago, Tuesday, Raleigh, North Carolina, untold number of North Carolina citizens arrested for what? At a rally calling for the governor to reopen the daggum state. How convenient it is that their stay at home order prevents you from protesting. How convenient that is. What was their insidious crimes? There's an untold number of North Carolinians were arrested. What was their insidious crimes that they committed? This, this is a quote from the police. This large gathering is also a public health violation. I was a cop for 25 years, just retired halfway through uh, 2017. I've never heard of that law before. I know it's a made-up law now in violation of the Constitution, Amendment 1, that you're allowed to gather peaceably which these people were, but their stay-at-home order, their social distancing order, now violates the Constitution. It trumps the Constitution. Are you kidding me? This large gathering, this quote from the police, is also a public health violation, the police officer said. So I guess that North Carolina's stay-at-home order is more powerful now than the Constitution of the United States of America. And let me just make this clear to everybody. Your tyrannical governor, tyrannical county commission, tyrannical mayors, whatever they are, the law of the land is the Constitution, not the ordinances that they're passing. And there are going to be a lot of cities and a lot of states that are going to suffer with mega lawsuits. There's people, governors, uh, state legislatures, whatever it may be, state governments, maybe even federal governments that are going to lose millions, maybe billions of dollars when this is all said and done from these people that have been arrested. You can't arrest people. Listen, these police officers, again, I was one of them. And this is where, by the way, my career would have ended. I would never arrest somebody in violation of the Constitution that I swore to uphold and defend. I would never arrest somebody who is not violating the Constitution. If I swore to uphold and defend the Constitution and they are legally protesting, 
I am violating my oath of office. I am violating it by arresting them. And so I, always, I always thought that the end of my law enforcement career would be when they sent us all out to confiscate guns. I'm glad that didn't happen during my time in law enforcement. But this would have ended it anyway right here. So if I didn't retire two and a half years ago, I would have retired now. This law is this an amazing law that the draconian state government of North Carolina has passed. They've, they've managed to ban protesting with their stay-at-home order. You're violating their social distance guidelines. You're violating their stay-at-home order. It's amazing what they've accomplished. So again, let's do the numbers every time, shall we? State of North Carolina has 10,600,000 people live in it. So in order for this level of concern, where you are arresting your own citizens for violating social distancing laws, which didn't exist a month or two ago, and you're arresting them for doing this, there must be just absolutely crazy numbers. Crazy numbers, right? So let's look. How many cases do they have? 5,024. How many deaths? 108 from coronavirus. So you have in the state of North Carolina a 0.04% chance of ever contracting it and a 0.001% chance of ever dying from it. They have 418 people. Remember, a state of 10 million, almost, almost 10 million, 700,000. How many people are in the hospital? Must, it must be 100,000. It must be 200,000, right? That's what, all, that's what all the quarantine people are thinking. Scared to death. All the people walking around this community with their masks on. I'm sorry, I just, I, I mock all of you. I just do. If you don't have an immune deficiency situation, a pre-existing condition or over the age of 70, I, I mock you openly. It's absolutely ridiculous. So here's the numbers. So how many people do they have in the hospital in North Carolina? Remember, a population of 10,600,000, they have 418 people in the hospital. And you're going to arrest people for protesting a violation. Well, you know what, Tom? It's our social distancing and our self-quarantines that have kept the numbers so low. That's not true. And by the way, it's going to come out that it's not true. And listen, for those of you that are out there it's time that, that are Christians, you already know you're wrong. Stop defending yourself. It's not important enough to defend yourself. What I mean by that is your reputation is not as important as the truth. It's time to just say, I give in to the truth. All right. So there's, there's North Carolina onward. Kentucky, Louisville, Louisville Mayor Greg Fisher, just another you know, absolute socialist totalitarian, two days before Easter, tried to ban, remember, remember, remember churches? Not fringy people like me who kept their church doors open, who have the TV cameras sitting out in front filming our church members coming in. Not me. This is somebody who caved. This is somebody who closed his church. Louisville Mayor Greg Fisher, two days before Easter, tried to ban drive-in church services. Oh, I, I thought they'd stop at gathering inside the building. They never stop. They never stop. You remember when partial birth abortions weren't allowed? Do you remember that? Do you remember when abortion was outlawed? Do you remember that? Now we have 2 million babies a year die in America. You think they're going to stop? 
U.S. District Judge, thank God for him, Justin Walker, issued a temporary restraining order the Saturday before Easter. He quote, here's a quote from him. On Holy Thursday, an American mayor criminalized the communal celebration of Easter. The mayor issued, the, that, that was the quote from the, ju- from the judge. On Holy Thursday, an American mayor criminalized the communal celebration of Easter. At a drive-in church service. Not my crazy foundation church inside the building church service. At the drive-in service. So you got California banning musicians on online services and their winded instruments. And now you've got, a. this is a big city, the Louisville mayor of Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky mayor. Trying to ban drive-in church services where they sit there with the windows closed with their family they drove with. And they sit and listen to the pastor preach on the radio. On the radio. They'll never, don't worry. Don't worry, quarantined Christians. They'll never come for you. You know, they won't even have to. If you can't wake up and see this, you'll take the mark before anybody. You will. I mean, come on. You know, you know it's true. The mayor issued a statement on the same Saturday. It hurt, he says, it hurts him to urge churches to cancel services, but, quote, I'm doing it because I don't want people to die. To die. All right, so Kentucky, doing what we always do, right? Kentucky, there must be some just unbelievable numbers, right? There must be some unbelievable numbers in Kentucky. So let's run them. Kentucky population, 4,500,000 live in Kentucky. They have how many cases? And out of 4,500,000 people, how many cases do they have? 2,200. How many people have died? 115. So out of 4,500,000 people, you've had 115 die, and you can't, you, you've got to go and arrest or find people to drive in church service. That justifies that. Don't worry, Christians. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. There's nothing going on. It's just crazy, fringy people like me out there. Just crazy people like us. There's a few of us out there. Dr. Rodney Howard Brown, Jonathan Shuttlesworth, people like that. I'm not at their level of ministry, but I'm just saying, there's, don't worry about it. It's, it'll never come for you. So in the state of Kentucky, you have a 0.04% chance of ever contracting it and a 0.002% chance of dying from it. But they got to close down drive-in church services. I'd already be in prison in that state. No doubt about it. Kentucky Governor Andy Bashar, a Democrat. Shock. How on earth did that happen? Kentucky, if anybody from Kentucky is watching this, how did you let that happen? Made good on his threat. This is from Todd Starnes from yesterday. Kentucky Governor, a Democrat, made good on his threat to punish members of a small Baptist church who defied his order banning Easter Sunday gatherings. Maryville Baptist Church members received a letter today. That's yesterday. Everybody hear that? That's yesterday. Requiring self-quarantine as a result, you are going to be punished for defying my state stay-at-home order. Christians, as a result... Maryville Baptist Church members received a letter today requiring self-quarantine as a result of parking their cars in the church parking lot. 
On Easter Sunday, Kentucky State Police were dispatched to the church and recorded the license plates of every person in attendance. Good job, quarantine Christians. Nice job. Good job buying in. Good job selling out. Good job caving in. Brilliant. Nice move. You are receiving this letter because your vehicle was documented to have been parked where a mass gathering was held on Sunday, April 12, 2020, at Maryville Baptist Church. The governor wrote in the threatening letter. He went on to tell the Christians that they must restrict movement to home while self-monitoring with public health supervision for 14 days from attending the mass gathering. The Christians must sign a document. Don't worry. Day, day 17, self-quarantine. You're the best quarantine, mom. No, no, no. You're the best quarantine, dad. Don't worry. The Christian, the Christians must sign a document. Do you think they're going to come to you, by the way, Christians? Do you think they're going to come to you with the mark of the beast saying this is the mark of the beast? Or could it be a stamp that you are non-transmissible now that you are healthy here's the healthy mark you know what since you're healthy and you've taken the vaccine now you can go shop and buy and free buy and trade freely you know, how many of you honestly think that it's going to be satan on the corner passing out his marks it's going to be deemed something essential wake up wake up listen to this this was yesterday, Christians, in your country. The Christians must sign a document promising to take their temperature daily. They also have to promise not to visit a shopping center or go to work. You think the mark of the beast is going to be what you think it is? That it's just going to be people coming to your door and saying, I want you to surrender to living in hell for all of eternity and take this mark. No, it'll be, you know what? You need the healthy stamp, the healthy tattoo, the healthy chip put in you that deems that you are healthy or whatever it may be. It's going to be camouflaged as something useful, something that's cooperative. I'm a partner with the community. It's going to be deemed something like that. Christian has to sign a document and take their temperature daily. They also have to promise not to visit a shopping center or go to work. Bashir warned that non-compliance could lead to legal troubles. Be advised that the Kentucky government for public health has authority granted under various statutes to require you to implement control measures that are reasonable and necessary to prevent the introduction, transmission, or spread of the 2019 novel coronavirus. With these numbers, this is this guy. He's had a total of 115 deaths in his state. What were the flu deaths, Governor? Out of 4.5 million people, 115 have died. He started off with a with a 4,500,000 people. He's ending with 4,500,000 people, and he has to take these measures. Well, it's you know, don't worry. It's our. It's the reason why that it, the numbers have stayed low is because we've quarantined ourselves and social distance. No, you've actually made it worse. 
You've made it worse. You need to pull up. I didn't have time to do it. You need to pull up the reports coming out of Sweden, the reports coming out of states that didn't take these draconian measures, and their numbers are better than those who did take them. Sweden did nothing. They took, they, they took their most vulnerable people like you do with any flu season. Tom, you're not allowed to compare this to the flu. I will darn well compare it to the flu. I'm not going to pay homage to this thing as if it's an apocalyptic pandemic when there are no numbers. There's no numbers that say that it is. You'll see coming out. All right, next state. Right here, home state of Florida. Right here, home state of Florida. Hillsborough County, my favorite county, from the absolute moronic leadership headed up by their county commission, their county council, and Sheriff Chad Chronister. Here we go. Tampa, Florida, Hillsborough County. This was posted two days ago. Why? Why? What are, what are the numbers that say, that deem that this is necessary? There are none. It, there's not one number I've told you so far has deemed any of those draconian measures necessary. Not one. But yet, Christians, you still are grabbing your ankles and jumping on the, on the lap of the government. Why? Why? Well, if I admit I'm wrong now, that means I've wasted the last two months quarantining myself. That's correct. That's what's true. A friend will tell you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. Yeah, you can have your other quarantine moms and dads. You know, you can be asking each other about where are paper towels and, and wet wipes and alcohol gel and toilet papers for sale and taking pictures of yourself. Yeah, you can do that if you want. Well, you, what you should be listening to is facts and data instead of sending each other messages back and forth about where, where the latest toilet paper cachet is. Go to facts and data and go to your Bible. Why would you not? Why would you not? Because there's too much for you to lose. That's why. If, if, admitting that you're wrong right now would be too much of a bruise to your pride. That's why. But you are wrong. A friend is telling you. A friend will tell you the truth. He who rebukes a man will in the end gain more favor than he who has a flattering tongue. You're the best quarantine dad. No, you're the best quarantine dad. Look at me out playing with my kids. Now I'm taking this time. No, you've shut down the economy. And right now we're at 20 million people have lost their jobs. You just keep taking pictures of yourself though. Don't worry about it. Well, it'll never touch you. Don't worry. It'll never happen. You're good. Hillsborough County, Florida, Tampa. A coronavirus curfew in Hillsborough County has turned into a potential courtroom battle. This is from News Channel 8 right here in Tampa, Florida. I'm south of Tampa, Florida. This is a tremendous lack of judgment, Tampa attorney Patrick Ludick said. And to be frankly honest, they're beclowning themselves at this point. What about you at home, Christian? The Tampa Council, well, actually, it's the Hillsborough County Council, is beclowning themselves. Ludic directed his comments at the eight-member, here's my favorite grouping of morons on the planet. The attorney directed his comments at the eight-member emergency policy group. These are the ones who are responsible for the arrest of Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. Brilliant. And then had to reverse themselves. 
or get federally sued. Made up of leaders from all over the county, in a 5-3 to three vote, they approved the curfew Monday, putting it into action immediately. Hillsborough County Commissioner Kimberly, somebody, I'm not going to name all the names. Oh, there's people that voted against it. They named them. You're going to pass something. This is the, the, the uh, attorney continuing. You're going to pass something that effectively puts everybody in jail and at home. That's what a curfew is, Ludic said. Newsflash, the virus does not attack people between the hours of 9 p.m. and 5 a.m. That's where the curfew, the curfew is. The virus is not like Count Dracula and come out only at night. What's the purpose of it? Here we go. A copy of the curfew order, which was officially signed Tuesday, two days ago, is available on the county's website. However, it does not make clear what is and is not permitted between the hours of the curfew. The order says people are, are to stay at home as much as possible unless essential needs are warranted. Thank goodness we have the emergency policy group. Thank goodness we have them to deem to us the unwashed, the poor unwashed, the masses. Thank you for deeming to us what is essential. I'm only a 51-year-old, 25-year retired, 15-year pastor of a church, and I thank you so much, you grouping of moronic fools. Thank you so much for telling me what's essential. Thank you. Thank you. May I walk my dog? May I go potty? Go see your commissar. He'll let you know. The order says that people are to stay at home as much as possible unless essential needs are warranted. They are permitted to travel for essential. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to travel. Awesome. So, again, the, the, the stats must be absolutely astronomical for Hillsborough County to issue a curfew. They must be absolutely astronomical, right? Well, let's look. Hillsborough County. How many cases do they have? First of all, they have a population of 1.5 million. How many cases do they have? 819. How many deaths? 18. So you have a 0.05% chance of contracting and a 0.001% chance of dying. How many people are in the hospital? In uh, 1.5 million people live in Hillsborough County. How many people are in the hospital? 418. No, correction. 141. Looked at the wrong sheet. In all of Hillsborough County, there's 141 people in the hospital. And you've got to have a curfew? Christians, it's no different where you're living. Not even in the state of New York. What's this? What, what, what are the, I have the stats here from the state of Florida. Somebody, somebody sent a threatening message on my Facebook telling me that if somebody dies in my church, that I'll have to, and somebody related to him is what he's talking about, that I'll have to answer to more than God, making a veiled threat to me. So I'm like, okay, well, in order for somebody to make a threat like that, there must be in the state of Florida just an astronomical threat to this man's life that, you know, that I am enhancing by having a church service once a week or twice a week, right? There must be. The numbers must back up. That's the whole thing. Do, your, do the numbers back up your passion? 
Do they back up? You need to ask that question. Do they back up your passion? So what is it in the state of Florida? Remember, how many people live here? 22 million. How many cases do we have? 500,000? 200,000? 100,000? 50,000? 30,000? 20,000. That's what we have. How many deaths? 10,000? Everybody dies that gets coronavirus. No. Hardly anybody who dies. Hardly anybody who gets coronavirus dies. How many deaths? 571 in all of the state of Florida, 22 million people. So you have a 0.09% chance of contracting it and a 0.002% chance of dying from it. You want to send me threats? You want to put out a curfew? Here, here's my local numbers for everybody because I know there's a lot of haters that watch this. So I want you to know how ridiculous. You know, people don't like that I use words like stupid. Listen, if you're acting in stupidity, you are stupid. I've been there. I've acted in stupidity. I've been stupid. Why is that insulting to you? Here's the numbers. You're, you've, you've locked yourself in your home. You're wearing masks. You're belittling people that don't. You're keeping people at my church from going to their jobs. What's your numbers to back that up? Christians, conservatives, what are your numbers to back up your buy-in to this virus. Let's look. Here's where I live. Charlotte County, Florida. Population of 200,000 in the entire county. How many cases have we had? 123. How many deaths? Five. So you have a 0.06% chance of ever getting it and a 0.002% chance of ever dying from it. Well, I stay at home to keep other people safe. Okay, then make sure that you never drive a car again. Make sure that you do that basically 10 months out of the year because of the flu season. That absolutely makes no sense, and especially for a Christian who can bind and loose, but I'll finish with that. So there's your numbers for Charlotte County. How many people are in the hospital in Charlotte County? For people on the front lines. How many people are in the hospital in Charlotte County of coronavirus? 23. 23. Fact. I ran these numbers two days ago. 23. Sarasota County. That's where I actually live. My church is in Charlotte. I live in Sarasota County. Population about two and a half times the size of Charlotte County. How many cases? 241. The population is 440,000. How many cases? 241. How many deaths? It's got to be 10,000. 16. 16 deaths. 16 deaths. So you have a 0.05% chance of contracting it and a 0.003% chance of dying from it. Stay at home. Don't go to church. Don't go to church. Why? Why? I don't want to give it to somebody else. So you stay at home. Make sure you do that for the flu then because if you're worried about giving the coronavirus to somebody, then you should be worried about giving the flu to somebody because here's the thing. When the numbers really do come out, the difference is going to be extremely negligible, except if you watch CNN, which sadly, I guess a lot of Christians are doing. Onward, Mississippi, hotbed of criminal activity, the state of Mississippi. Here we go again. Again, here's churches that complied, not fringy ones. 
drive-in church services that attempt to adhere to social distancing guidelines by keeping worshipers physically apart from one another in their own cars will not be allowed this Easter Sunday in at least one Mississippi community as the coronavirus crisis has left wide swaths of the the country shut down. Yeah, by the way, it's not the virus. In order for the virus to have shut down the country, it would have had to have killed off or made that many people sick. We have about 500,000 cases in a country of 330 million. The virus hasn't shut down anything. The draconian, ridiculous, stupid response and buy-in to the response is what has shut down the country and cost 20 million people their jobs. We are in a Great Depression right now, just so you know. Good job. The mayor and city council of Greenville, Mississippi banned all in-person church services and implemented a citywide citywide 10 p.m. curfew from April April 7th until whenever Governor Tate Reeves' statewide shelter-in-place order is lifted. So in-person now includes driving. Don't worry, they won't take any more ground. All, all you supporters, yeah, we, we should close down our churches. We do want to be community partners. That's not where they're stopping. That may have been where you wanted to stop. But when you grabbed your ankles and jumped on their lap, they were like, all right, we now have, the, we now have a pathetic Christian response. We can do whatever we want. We had them go. We, you know what? We got them the first couple of weeks. They just did online services and drive-in services. We got them doing that. Now we're going to ban those two. But don't worry. Devil's got nothing to do with any of this stuff, guys. It's just crazy people like me, fringy people out there on the outposts of freedom with our rhetoric. We're, we're totally wrong. Are you sure? The facts say you're, you're the one who's wrong. Parishioners, this, this didn't just go on, by the way. This was not, not more at, at more than one church. Parishioners at both churches named in this article were ordered to leave their drive-in church services under the threat of a $500 fine. So again, let's run the numbers in Mississippi. Because in order for this to be going on, thousands have to be infected, thousands have to be dead. In order for us to surrender our rights and our freedoms, in order for governors who swore an oath to protect and defend the Constitution, for police officers who swore to protect and defend the Constitution, to take these measures, everybody must be dead in Mississippi or infected. Well, let's look. State of Mississippi has 3 million people live there. How many cases they got? 3,000. 3,000. How many deaths? 111. So you have a 0.1% chance of contracting it and a 0.003% chance of dying from it. But let's issue curfews, shut down drive-in services, and issue $500 fines. Vermont. Told you we are going to span the globe. Vermont. Banned Walmart, Costco, and Target from selling non-essential items, such as electronics and clothing. What are the numbers in Vermont? A population of 630,000. How many cases do they have? 752. How many deaths? 29. So you have a 0.1% chance of contracting and a 0.004% chance of dying. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. 
A man was dragged off the bus by four Philadelphia police officers. His heinous crime was what? What was his heinous crime? Not wearing a mask. He wasn't wearing a mask. Wow. Told you it'd be the end of my law enforcement career. I'm not dragging somebody off a bus by force because they weren't wearing a mask. So again, what's the numbers in, what's the, numbers in the state of Pennsylvania? They have to be astronomical. A state with 13 million people living in it. How many cases they have? 25,000. How many deaths? 584. So you have a 0.1% chance of contracting it and a 0.004% chance of dying from it. Rhode Island. Three golfers arrested. Ratted out by a McDonald's employee. When they stopped, when they were done golfing, they went to a McDonald's and they were ratted out by a McDonald's employee. See, in the state of Rhode Island, you're not allowed to go there and golf if you don't live there. So these guys drove from out of state right next door and golfed at this golf course. Their heinous crime was violating the governor's quarantine law. So again, what's the numbers in Rhode Island? In order for you to be arresting golfers for quarantine violations, laws that didn't exist two months ago, there has to be an apocalyptic pandemic in the, in the state of Rhode Island. There has to be, right? There has to be. So what are the numbers? A state with uh, 1,052,000 people. How many cases? 325. How many deaths? 80 hospitalizations 213 so here's the numbers you have a 0.02% chance of ever being in the hospital from covid-19 a 0.3% chance of ever contracting it and a 0.007% chance of dying from it state of texas article from article out of the state of texas do you know of any smoke shop craft craft store or other non-essential business this was put on their state website this was actually direct this was from a judge in the dallas area by the name of judge clay jenkins and he said this ignoring my safer at home order or putting profits over public health in your area report report them he's looking for people to rat out their neighbors and somebody had put what that the original thing that i read was this was a chain on a blog where people were asking, do you know of any smoke shops or craft shops or other non-essential businesses? And the judge himself replied, ignoring my safer at home order, putting profits over public health in your area, reported at dallascountycovid.org. So again, Texas, I believe Texas is the second largest state in population. I'm not sure, but I believe it is. Population of 30 million. They must have an astronomical amount for a judge. For, for there to be, I don't really want people smoking, but their smoking stores closed, craft store closed, and a judge threatening people. They must have unbelievable numbers, right? Well, let's look. How many cases they have? They have 30 million people live there. They have 14,000 cases, 318 deaths. How many people, you have a 0.04% chance of contracting it and a 0.001% chance of dying from it. Think about it. I'm looking at this one, whether, yeah, let's go to the next one. All right, here's the thing. I'm going to take a couple more minutes and I want to go over a some facts with you that it's real important that you know. I, I pulled this off of the blaze. 
the website, but it's actually Glenn Beck himself talking about it, and I wanted to go over this with you. My computer's frozen, so if, you're, if you want me to keep going, let me know. If you don't, I'm going to keep going anyway, but maybe I'll go shorter because you're all telling me to stop. But my computer's frozen, so I can't tell whether I'm supposed to, whether I can communicate with anybody or not. So my computer is absolutely frozen. You should see my facial expression on it right now. It's real interesting. But anyway, so do you know where we are economically right now? Do you have any idea? Quarantine Christians, quarantine uh, conservatives, do you know where we are? I, I just want you to know. The Fed, the Federal Reserve, is now purchasing $625 billion a week of U.S. Treasury bonds of U.S. municipal bonds, and of U.S. corporate bonds. $1.2 trillion every two weeks. At that rate, the Federal Reserve will own all outstanding U.S. public debt, federal debt, and local debt by October of this year. Are you aware that's where we're at? Don't worry. Don't worry. Just, Just... you know, have cardboard cutout day with your kids again today. That's where we're at. All U.S. private and corporate debt by December, December they'll own. Did everybody hear that? The Federal Reserve is now the largest owner of U.S. government bonds in the world. The Federal Reserve owns $5.7 trillion, seven trillion in bond and, and they do a one one trillion i'm reading this off the art one trillion new bond purchases every week that's where we're at that's where we're at the federal reserve is now officially the largest landowner in the largest landowner in the world the federal reserve is the federal reserve in their open market committee meeting that they just had la- this week is willing to purchase now junk bonds from corporations in distress. They're willing to buy U.S. mortgage assets from banks, pledging $200 billion per month to buy bad mortgages from banks and from Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae, to buy distressed mortgages that become insolvent. It says due to to COVID-19. It's not due to COVID-19. It's, it's due to our response to COVID-19. The only asset the Fed is not directly buying is U.S. stocks. Listen to this quote. Deutsche Bank stated last week that because of what the Fed is doing, no such thing as a free market exists anymore. But don't worry. Don't worry. Don't look at any of the numbers. Just believe your feelings. Justify yourself because if you admit that you're wrong... You would have wasted the last two months of your life. You did. And your country is in a great depression. You might want to come out of your home now. They're burning crops. They're dumping out thousands of gallons of milk right now. Do you think, the, do you think rest, why? Because all the restaurants and schools, they usually get those products and, and products made from those products aren't needing them. So when you go out on your post-apocalyptic pandemic uh, quarantine celebration afterwards, 
I hope that the restaurants actually have things to serve you. Because they're burning them right now because they're sitting in silos rotting. These, these are not the fringy pastor's opinions. This is all online and mainstream media sources. Listen to this. The coronavirus outbreak, which it really isn't the outbreak, but the response, it really is a response, could cost 47 million jobs this quarter. According to estimates by the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis, that would translate to an employment, an unemployment rate of 32.1% this quarter. What was the Great Depression? 24%. We could whoop the Great Depression by 8% by the end of this quarter. 20 million people have already lost their jobs, but you're not going to wake up. You're still going to stay quarantined based on what numbers? Based on what number? Tell me. Come on, send them to me. Send them to me. I will get them. My computer's frozen, but I'll get them. Send me your numbers. Justify yourself. Come on, quarantine day, whatever. Justify yourself. Do it. I challenge you. Do it. Do it with numbers. I don't want to hear your feelings. Do it. Do it. We need to understand some things. We really do. We really need to understand some things. Trying to figure out how I want to close this out. I'm going to, I'm going to maybe be 10 more minutes. That's going to be it. I just want to pick the right thing to close this out on. Do you know how, do you know how you run the numbers? And I want you to, I want you to get this. I want you to understand this. What you do is you take number of deaths by cases. That's how you run the numbers. Or you want to figure out how many people out of the population. You, you take the smaller number divided by the bigger number. It's as simple as that. They're going to try to manipulate the numbers. You know, that may be, that may be where I go. Because I wanted to, to read some stuff out of New York. I want to figure out which one I want to do. Because I want it to be the right one. But Oh, here it is. Okay, here we go. This is from Yahoo News. Two days ago. On Tuesday, this is New York City, the city's health department released a COVID-19 death count that included those who were not tested but were presumed to have died from the disease. That added a, an additional 3,700 people, bumping the city, death, 3,700 people who have died of coronavirus, bumping the city's total count to well over 10,000 coronavirus fatalities. On Tuesday, the city's health department released a covid uh, COVID-19 death count that included those who were not actually tested. Did everybody hear that? But were presumed. See, what they're going to do, you know, how do they do the flu? Like everybody says coronavirus is a much higher death rate. It doesn't. They're just, they, what they're running is this. If you go, I, I wish that I could fit a board on here to show you. So hopefully record this and actually do the numbers yourself. When I'm done, you can just run the numbers yourself. What, what, what they do with the flu every year, and everyone says the flu has a, flu has a 0.1% death rate, right? That's not me, that's CDC. And the COVID-19 has somewhere in the neighborhood of 0 to, to 3%, depending on who you, who you believe. Some people say higher, some people say on the lower end of that, some people say on the higher end or even over that. Or what they're doing right now to run that number to make it 3%, which, by the way, the CDC is exactly at 3% right now. What a surprise. 
There's people with a vested interest in that number staying there. So here's the deal. What they do with the flu every year is you have a number of deaths. That's concrete, right? There's the bodies. Don't mean to be cold or harsh, but you have the bodies. It's concrete. These people have died. So right now in America, we have about 40,000 people that have died of the flu this year, which, which, which trumps where we're at with CDC numbers for deaths right now is 24,000 from Corona. We had 40,000 people this year die of the flu outside of Corona. 80,000 died of the flu in 2017 from the flu. So what they do, though, and they say it's a 0.1% death rate, which are probably true, which is probably accurate, is the formula is this. You divide the number of deaths by the number of cases. Therefore, the higher number of cases there is, the lower percentage of death. Well, right now, the division is reported cases. We have 600,000 reported corona cases. How many do you think there really is? And you have 600,000 reported cases, 24,000 deaths, which adds up to a 3% death rate. But those are reported cases. How many, if we ran it the same way we do with the flu, what they do with the flu is say 50,000 people died, 40 million had it. They don't, that's not 40 million reported. They're just assuming how many there were. They estimate the CDC website estimates nine to 45 million Americans a year die of the flu. So they just run the numbers using the millions. They're not running the numbers using the millions here. They're running the numbers only using the reported cases. Most people who got coronavirus never reported it, folks. So if you actually ran it the same way you'd run it by the flu, it'd end up with the same number. Run it for yourself. Choose to be informed. Really choose to be informed. All right, finishing with this. I want to finish with a term called acquiescence. I want you to think about this. I want you to think about what I'm telling you with this because it's, it really, really, really is important. It really is. To acquiesce means to accept something reluctantly but without protest. To accept something reluctantly but without protest. To agree tacitly. To submit, to comply, to si uh, to comply silently or without protest. To agree to consent. Why would a Christian, listen to me now, why would a Christian, why would a pastor comply with government coronavirus protocol with peer coronavirus protocol? Why? Because the government told you or because a friend told you or some fellow Christian or whatever. Why would a Christian or a pastor comply with government or peer coronavirus protocol, i.e. self-quarantine, social distance, close your church. It's, I agree that it's an apocalyptic pandemic, which there's no numbers, absolutely no numbers that show that it's an apocalyptic pandemic. There are no numbers that show that. In any state, I skipped a lot today. I could have gone more and more states after, but I ran out of time. There's no states that say that it's an apocalyptic pandemic. None. None. Not even New York. What, here's the thing. I'll run, this, I'll run the numbers for you. You have a 1.1% chance of contracting coronavirus in the state of New York. You have a 0.03% chance of dying, of, of, of dying in the state of New York. And that's before their adjusted numbers. Here's with their adjusted numbers. There are additional 4,000 deaths they added to their total. Even with that, 0.05% chance of dying in the state of New York. Is that what, but Tom, that doesn't line up with my level of concern. Your level of concern is carnal. 
It's not from the truth. Your level of concern is carnal. It's not from statistical data. Your level of concern is based in your feelings. Your your level of concern is based in your social status. Let's go over this. So why would a Christian or pastor comply to government coronavirus protocol or peer coronavirus protocol? I'm going to do this quick. Hosea 4.6. Two parts. There's three possibilities why they would comply. Christians, listen now. See if it's you. Three reasons why they would comply. Here's the first two. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. They don't know. They're complying because they heard a CNN report that this is, remember where it came out? First 2 million Americans were going to die. Then they lowered it to 1 million. Then they lowered it to 500,000. Then they lowered it to 600,000. And we're currently at 24,000 deaths. Don't, don't let the facts get in the way of your feelings, though. Tom, you're, you're, dis, you're disrespecting, you know, our feelings, our, you know, our conviction. I'm telling you, your convictions are, are based on your carnality, on your own feelings. There's a lot of people that just want to be important. I'm doing my part. I'm staying at home because I don't want to give it to somebody else then you're going to have to stay home the rest of your life because this doesn't even, coronavirus does not compare, does not compare to car accidents. This year does not compare to a bad flu outbreak. It doesn't, this is CDC, this isn't me. Hate me all you want. Never attend my church again. I know who, I know, I know who you are. I know you're never going to attend again, but why don't you, why don't you instead choose to be informed instead of prancing around like the ignoramus? So why would they get, number one, why would they comply? Because they have a lack of knowledge. Number two, second, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Second part of the verse, because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject you. I just gave you all the facts. Why would you comply? Why, I mean, wh- why would a Christian comply? Because they're rejecting the facts. You're rejecting them. You're knowing, you know the facts and you're rejecting them. Also, you know the Word of God and you're rejecting it. I want all of you, self-quarantiners, don't send me Romans 13, 1-7. You can if you want, but I want you to send me why it is that you're not safe from the coronavirus via the Bible now, scripturally. How is it that you're not safe? Nothing shall by any means hurt you, Luke 10, 19. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, Psalm 103, 3. And I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven, Matthew 16, 19. Just tell me, Christian, why you're not safe. Explain it to me. Explain it to me why you're not safe. Here's where I'm closing. So we have number one, the reason why a Christian would cave. The reason why a Christian would grab their ankles, the reason why a Christian would become a government lapdog, the reason why a pastor would do any of those things is number one, lack of knowledge. Number two, you've rejected knowledge. You've rejected the facts that I have read to you from the CDC and from the state department, the, the states themselves, their own health department websites, CDC and their own state's department's health, health websites. You've rejected all that knowledge. 
So it's either lack of knowledge or you reject it. And then you have the word of God's knowledge who tells you that if you bind it's bound, if you loose it's loose, and you reject that too, how can you spread it to anybody if you've bound it from your body? Explain that to me. Well, I'm doing my part. I'm staying at home because I don't want to spread it to somebody. If you've bound it, how could you spread it? Send me your Bible verses. I'd love to hear them. They're not in there. Number three. Here comes our word, because you acquiesced. You, you counted the cost. I'll read you the verses. Right out, this is right out of the book of Luke. It says right here, Now great multitudes went with them, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it, lest after he has laid the foundation is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going to make war against another king does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000 or else while the other is still a great way off, he sounds a de- sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. See, what you did was you counted the cost. Some of you do know the facts. I'm talking to some of my friends. You may not call me friend anymore, but you're still my friend. You do know the facts, but it costs you too much to acknowledge them. You know the fact of Scripture. You know that you can bind and loose. You know that you're safe, don't you? You know you are, but it costs you too much social status. If you go, you'll be a whack job like me, a social outcast like me. Maybe that's what you should have been. But you counted the cost instead. You went, you know what? I'm going to acquiesce. You know, it, you know I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bow to this thing. I'm going to pay homage to it. Like Obama bowing to the Saudi prince. I'm going to pay homage to it. Yeah, you know what? You counted the cost. You said, you know what? I might lose friends, so I'm going to buy in. I'm going to buy in. I know the truth, but I'm going to buy in. I know what the Bible says, but I'm going to buy in. You might lose stature. You might, you might not be part of the reasonable wisdom christian community anymore the word of god trumps all reasonableness and all wisdom it is wisdom you might lose your fan base i'm talking to anybody there whatever you might have followers you might lose your fan base if you take the step listen i don't know what's going to be left in my church i don't care don't care that's not my job my job is to preach the word of god that's my job my, my job is to keep the doors open. You might lose your congregation, right, Pastor? So you acquiesced. Remember the definition? To accept something reluctantly, but without protest. So you acquiesced. I might lose my congregation. It's too, it, it, it is, it's too much to lose for me to take a stand. It is too much for me to, lo- to lose for me to tell the truth, to speak the word of God. What should you have said, pastors, to your congregation? Bind that thing in Jesus' name. Loose divine health in Jesus' name. But what did you do instead? You jumped on the lap of government. They'll be the ones to protect me. 
See, you are afraid to offend. You are afraid to not please people. Woe to you when all men speak well of you. For so did their fathers to, to the false prophets, Luke 6, 26. For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ, Galatians 1, 10. You should have spoke the truth. And Christians, you should have lived the truth and spoke it yourself instead of quarantining yourselves in your house for whatever your justifications are. The justification of staying there because you don't want to infect somebody else is not biblical. It's not biblical. You should abound it. So here's where I'll finish, right here. See, we don't try to offend. And we don't try to please. You don't do either one. You're never trying to offend. And you're never trying to please. What are you supposed to do? Preach the word. How? Instantly. Preach the word. Be instant. In season. Out of season. Reprove. Rebuke. Exhort. With all long-suffering and doctrine. Listen, my congregation may be cut in half. I don't know. That's not my concern. My concern is, am I preaching the word via what I say and how I live? That's the truth. Stand up, Christians. Those of you who need to repent, you just need to come back to the truth, then do it. There is nothing worth defending. There's nothing worth defending that's worth not telling the truth and not repenting. Nothing in Jesus' name. That's, that's, that's the truth. Amen. Listen, I hope you got something out of this. I'm finishing right here. Have a great weekend. My church is open. If your church is closed, get here. You'll be all right. Get here. Be here. Sunday at 10 o'clock. Listen, I love each and every one of you. God bless you. Have a great weekend.